podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Brighton Rock Podcast. The podcast about the beautiful club in the beautiful game. But not today, we're not talking about them. We're talking about the we're World Cup. We're not talking about the beautiful game either. <laughs> yes, exactly. We're talking about the ugly game today. Um, we had a rant at the end of our Villa pod. Well, not at the end. It was one half of a very large podcast. Um, but that doesn't really represent the World Cup podcast. We're going to do one, two, three or four of these during the World Cup. This is the first of them. And it's taking place, as you'll hear, in the atmospheric location of a nice pub. But not the Gladstone. Not the Gladstone. It is the, it's the wonderful setting of the Hamilton Brewery Tap Room in, well, Barnsbury, Barnsbury Caledonian Road, Road, that sort of area. area. Yeah. Uh, which Roughly. keen-eared listeners may remember, we, we came to and frequented after the Tottenham game. Pretty sure we did a, a pod that day. Um, and we are back. It's my third visit. I think it's your second, second. visit. Uh, we've looked at our uh, untapped um, logins for beers, and it Duke, looks... Duke's it looks, first visit. Duke's first visit. He's, been, he's spilled several drinks already, which is normally my forte. Uh, admittedly, they We've are bottles. plenty of time left. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Admittedly, in his case, it's bottles of water on the floor, but he does keep treading in them. Anyway, um, yeah, we're, we're in this great place, really good beers, ticking off a few, um, and we're watching the first game of the World Cup, which is host nation Qatar against Ooh. Ecuador and Hove Albion. <laughs> um, and uh, we got two of the three in the starting lineup. Sarmiento is on the bench, but Caicedo and Estupinian are in the team. Notice I'm getting the accents ready for the uh, for the tournament. Um, it's quite full in here. I don't think anyone's in a particular World Cup vibe as such. But, um, no, I don't think there's anyone here for Purvis and Moses like we are. No, not exactly, no. And I'm not sure anyone is going to be here drinking loads and supporting Qatar, really. That's just, no. It's unlikely to be the case, isn't it, really? But um, we've, um, it's about 22... Four, which is 20 to kick off um, we missed the beginning we haven't really listened to anything here just no. music at the moment but apparently Gary Lineker launched uh, the episode with a a monologue a damning monologue as a friend of ours has described it uh, which is in response to a damning and rather bizarre tirade monologue uh, diatribe I think I would call it from our good old FIFA president Gianni uh, Infantino. Yeah, I think we finally once and for all found out why he wasn't called Adultino, he's called Infantino instead. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the, I've, I've always... <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I've, I, I can't. I don't know. I apologise <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to respond to that, Peter. <laughs> what I will say is, um, I've always had mistrust for him, because he's in FIFA. I've got mistrust for anyone in FIFA. Yeah, I think, I think as good Prime Minister... The Hitchhiker's Guide to Galaxy is a very good book and a very good way of learning about life. And it always says anyone who wants to be ruler of the universe should never, by definition, be allowed to be. Yes. And I think FIFA president should be an equally similar to a role. Anyone who should, someone should be randomly chosen who isn't even no interest in it whatsoever. And it's like absolutely, I'm all for the reluctant hero. Yeah, it should definitely not be 100%. anyone like Infantino yeah. or Blatter or anyone like that. Yeah, and, uh, Infantino. I know he's part of a new. A new wave of people in charge, but he was on the scene back in the day. Yeah. He's with UEFA. Uh, he's now the FIFA president. Yes, he wasn't involved in directly involved in any of the original decision making. The bid was 12 years ago in 2010. Um, but what I will say is, he's shown his colours. He, yeah. he has a luxury apartment in Doha. Well, apparently, enough. he is both disabled. And also Qatari, and also Arab, and also gay. Yeah, so, and he's a migrant uh, worker. Which, he must have had a tough life. Which, by default, um, his, his, he says he has empathy with all those yeah. people. This extraordinary terrain described how he has empathy because he, he, he was really bullied in a foreign school for having red hair. 
and he said, well, and freckles. Okay, that might be that might be bad. That might be really bad. It's not on the same scale no. as being persecuted and in fear of your life for being gay in a country. Yeah, it's not. Or um, being a migrant worker who has no rights to like no right to even leave the country, which we were talking about the other day, and that sort of thing. But it's paid a lot less than they were promised. And uh, yeah, yeah it's they just, have no, they, they work sixteen-hour days. Yeah. Even the security the guys. Um, we were reading in the Guardian. I think over like, the last day or two, there was an article saying that these security guys are getting paid as little as thirty-five pence um, an hour. They're doing. Uh, 12-hour days, and they get one day off a month. And they've got no idea about the, the place they're living in. They get carted to and fro uh, from the accommodation to the workplace, and they do little else apart from that. Uh, that that's the country we're talking about. meeting costs, though. Yeah. But can I say, Infantino, I can, I can, I can understand Infantino in terms of, um, you know, sympathies with, with, with migrant workers. Of course he can. He knows what it's like to be dead, for example. Yes, I'm sure that's uh, that's the case. Hmm. Oh, he's maybe not. dead inside. Dead inside. He, he's soulless inside. <laughs> he's dead. He's dead inside. Now, I mean, soul to the devil. How dare he presume, with utter arrogance, to to uh, to, to align himself and, and what he's been through, however traumatic that might have been? How that has anything whatsoever to do with the with the plight of these people? These people have gone to a it's foreign country. They've been ripped off. They are basically modern slaves. And they've been, they've been fooled, they've been duped, they've been abused. Maybe the, hom- the homosexual uh, contingent in Qatar. I was listening to the third part of that Ramble series that was released today, uh, on Sunday today, uh, with um, Kate Mason on the Ramble podcast, and it's excellent. And they're, they're interviewing a guy who's, who's gay. Uh, I think he was openly gay, and maybe now I think he might have left the country. But he, um, he, he was talking about people he knows who have been imprisoned in underground dungeons. They were tortured on a daily basis. Uh, scars have been shown to prove this. They were, uh, they, they were tortured. They were subjected to mental and physical abuse and they were then subjected to conversion therapy which is a common thing in Qatar for anyone who they've discovered is homosexual uh, and mentally and physically scarred for life that is the country he, he can sympathise or empathise with them I don't think he can and the fact that he went on this bizarre 54 minute tirade at the press conference allowing only one question from each journalist so no one can get their teeth into any of the stuff he's talking about um is an absolute disgrace. He's not only just given a robust defence of Qatar. He's gone. He's gone off on some other tangent. It's Very incredible, odd, yeah. isn't it? Very weird. And it's. I mean, the whole thing is basically. Yeah, it's basically corrupt from the start. And they. Yeah, they should never have gone to Qatar. I really am hoping that, that uh, Moses, Purvis, Jeremy and, and the rest of the Ecuadorian squad smash them today, yeah. and they lose by six, seven goals every game. And to show what a farce it is that they got a country with no football history, no no interest in football, no knowledge of football, and no interest in changing, which yeah, is no what this in, is supposed to be bringing yeah. the game to the world. Well, it's like it's, it's a big. The World Cup is a huge thing, and take you know, it's a responsibility to host it, mm. and. Yeah, a, yeah, have a country who has so little regard for human rights and for decency to hosting it is just yeah. disgusting. I, I don't give a shit what anyone would say about this. I'm going to say it. The, this thing was prescribed from the beginning. Yeah, 100%. First of all, the bids for the first and only time ever, and it's not going to be repeated apparently. They they um, announced the winners of the next two bids. Yeah, ten, twelve years ago. Now, okay, the timing for the Russian one obviously was made sense it was normal 
why did they need to announce another one four yeah. years ahead? Unless it was a country that had a lot more preparation needed. It's also, I'm just saying, that, more, is that a coincidence? The more you read, there's a lot more, there's a lot more murky... Uh, Esther Pinyan's on the screen. It's distracted Peter for a minute. And Sarmiento. And Sarmiento. They're doing a, they're doing a Brian doing feature. Generated feature. I've recorded this and we're watching this later on. And yeah, Moses now. Moises. Moises. Moises, sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great guy. And he was he was um, prevented from asking a question about guitar and what it means politically. Um, I think he didn't want to answer it. And his coach then said, yeah, yeah, we'll leave it to talking about football. But... Don't have to I know. When, we're, when we're playing, when we're playing for it, we're playing for it. We're putting Brighton on the map. When we're playing for Brighton, we're putting Ecuador on the map. Excellent. I like that as well. There they will be pictured in their Brighton training kits at the Albion's complex for one of the interviews. It's brilliant. It's great to see. Yeah. I love it. I love the fact we're that we're interviewed all, them all together. Brighton fans actually probably in a lot of ways care as much about Ecuador this World Cup as they do about England. I think they do. It's a great it's, nation. England, got... England are really not that. I don't really have that much regard for England. Well, yeah. I'll watch the games and I'll support them. So I'm not yeah. the way Southgate's done. But you know, kind of like what he just the players he's picked recently and that sort of thing. I'm not really engaged. With. And also, frankly, I, the idea of Harry Kane winning the World Cup is quite disturbing. Really <laughs> you had to get that in, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> dig. Um, so yeah, the other one this week who's piped up and was saying about we should keep politics out of football is um, Macron who yeah apparently oh yes Mr. so Macron. this is the uh, yeah. apparently when Sarkozy was in charge there was a very nice chat that he had according to articles I've read very nice chat that he a secret meeting between him and the Qataris and uh, Platini which may well have engineered the Platini pushing for the vote which is what Blatter accused him of yeah um which is, yeah, and apparently since then, the years have followed, French football has been bailed out by Qatari TV money, big ticket gas and weaponry deals have been exchanged, and even then, President personal fortune got bound up at one stage with the Qatari hedge fund money. Yeah. Now, that's just, this does not sound at all like a, a country keeping politics out of football. No, exactly. And, and also, it is a lot of it being hypocritical, potentially massively corrupt as well. Yeah. Yet they're saying keep politics out of football. Yeah. It's just yeah. bizarre to say. And can we also say that Infantino bodied up with Putin he, he sucked up so much during the Russian World Cup he was awarded a medal of honour yeah. and he's now big buddies with Putin he called, and he described Putin as what was it Peter uh, some sort of like kind of back, beacon for world beacon peace, for peace yeah. <laughs> and, and, a, and, a, and a lovely chat basically spot the mistake there <laughs> um, also on the, on the subject of arch hypocrisy and, and it really is abundant in this regard Infantino with this tirade that he came up with I was it yesterday morning I think it was or well depending on the time difference or whatever um, he was talking about keeping politics out of football two weeks ago in a letter that he sent to each of the 32 FAs uh, represented uh, this World Cup saying keep keep politics out of football is now just about uh, about the football um because he's all about the football yeah well, what was that to read about then I don't I didn't hear him talk much about football in that he wasn't talking about how the Qataris have been working and trying to prepare themselves for the daunting task of giving a good account of themselves in this tournament or who he thinks is going to win or how welcome everyone is or anything about anything else other than just talking about the bullying that he yeah. sees particularly and he's got a thing and I've noticed a lot of Europeans Platini and Blatter also very guilty of this and they've got a thing about England they, they mentioned Brexit yeah. they, they had a go in Europe saying we've had 3,000 years of European oppression across the globe and we should be apologising for 3,000 years more I agree with the first half of that I don't agree with the second half of it um, and either way that's irrelevant to this debate but also the fact that um, it, it, they're bringing up Brexit they're saying why didn't you bring those migrant workers yeah. to England well uh, why are you not having a go at Switzerland oh hang on that's Infantino's nationality isn't it yeah. also it's Blatter's nationality for that matter um, 
it's funny how they both have analysis which involve banks that don't really uh, yeah. uh, openly uh, it's convenient argu- arguing isn't it for the sake of it I mean, uh, also since we've last been on air we had the we had the discussion obviously it's quite a big debate about beer in the stadiums so I mean I can completely understand Qatar not wanting beer in football stadiums and to be openly available and that sort of thing yeah get that completely that should have been part of the bid yeah that should have been part of their bid along with the fact that it was going to be in December yeah. and November and then the decision is made based on that yeah and the decision may well not then be based in their yeah. favour but not nonetheless and if, it's, and if it is then fair enough if they if, Right. Yeah. Golf Sado against Leicester. Yeah, lovely. Good to see. Loving all this Brian coverage on the beat. And, anyway, and, yeah, and sorry. Uh, yeah. And it's going against Man U as well. Yeah. Okay, well, people can't see that. So moving on, yeah. Peter. Sorry. <laughs> um, but anyway, well, they can if they're watching at home on their own. Yeah, but they're not watching it live <laughs> while they stream this, are they? <laughs> anyway, go on, go on. Well, it's good, yeah, just to say that kind of it's, uh, yeah, it's, these late changes yeah. are okay, frankly, it's, disgusting. It's like doing it It's two all days prescribed, before. isn't it? The, yeah. bid, the bid was corrupt. I did like Budweiser's um, comment though on Twitter that you know, deleted was like, "This is awkward." Then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, someone, someone obviously went with that and then was told they had to delete it. But I was like, "You should have left it on yeah. online." They completely. We don't, I'm not an advocate of Budweiser or corporate America, but they completely screwed over Budweiser. It's like I would be really pissed off. I really hope they sue FIFA. That would be brilliant. I, w- I really hope that Budweiser sue FIFA. Um, and for once, I want corporate America in that situation to win because FIFA deserves exactly. They, We're no fans of America. Uh, as, as a corporate nation or indeed a Budweiser in particular yeah. disgusting or political nation yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, the, you know it's, it's um, abominations against beer but anyway but nonetheless we still would like them to win that um, but the whole thing is pretty strong. Okay, though, Bud Zero is not allowed oh yes of course that's fine which is one of the uh, we were discussing on one of the WhatsApp groups and uh, yeah. one of the, the friends of the show Adam was saying is it that like no having no friends and we were like, well, that's probably, probably honestly, if you buy a brand of Bud Zeros, probably you won't have any friends. So, uh. <laughs> Bud Zero. Um, but it is all prescribed. We talked about the bid and how they conveniently had a four years ahead extra yeah. period. But also... They're still getting stuff ready, though, now, even with that. Well, yeah, I know, I know. But the, but the point is, they, they, it was decided in advance. Yeah. When, when it came to uh, deciding on a Summer World Cup, they said yeah, they would go with that. That was part of the bid. It was in stadiums. It was accepted. Exactly. It was accepted on that basis. It was never going to be that. They'd already agreed in advance it wasn't going to be that. It was a matter of timing when to roll out the information. Yeah, I mean, I really the same with, same with the beer and the I stadiums. I think they were going to provide everyone the same with the fan and everyone had to like, wave the fan towards the players to make sure <laughs> that they could have, like, uh, make sure that they could have keep cool what, during the game. Feed them grapes as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but moving on, I mean, apart from the absolute imbecility and the absolute vile nature of Infantino, imbecility. I think it's corruption and general kind of like well, audacity, audacity, yeah. isn't it? It's not imbecility. He knows what he's doing. It's not like it's blatant it's, arrogance, yeah, audacity. They, they just don't care, and they don't care. This is this is the world we're in. This is the world of the British government who don't care what yeah. sort of foibles are. Well, foibles is a very gentle way of saying it. But corruption balls, and various various misdemeanours are identified. They don't they don't mind. It comes up, no problem at all. No problem at all. It's the same Fake with FIFA. News. Yeah. FIFA are the enemy of football. They they purport to spread the game around the world and they do apportion funds across the world. You as well. But let's be honest, they do apportion a lot of funds across the world and they do put into a lot of good causes with the money they generate. But they are also a fat greedy pig that generates a lot of money for themselves. Feeding feeding at the trough are a number of presidents, vice presidents, and other official officials and other um, aficionados and uh, and, uh, and companions, shall we say, um, dogs who are benefiting 
Dog's not. No, not really. No. Oh. Um, I thought Duke was involved. <laughs> no, he looks a bit suspicious, doesn't he? He's looking at us a bit funny. He's got one ear down. That's a bit suspicious. <laughs> um, but anyway, as the teams are now rolling out, we've got the host nation Qatar. We've got Ecuador, who Ecuador. we will 100% be supporting during this tournament in general. To be fair, yeah. But in particular today, as we said, so I will be supporting everyone who has Albion players in. My, my, my and, hope... and everyone who's played Qatar. <laughs> yeah. My hope for the tournament is that uh, are the favourites are probably assuming England don't win. I would rather Argentina to win. So I would love to get Alexis McAllister have a medal. England with Brighton players have a medal for the World Cup. But I don't think anyone else is likely to. I don't think Trossard. I don't, I don't think Belgium are going to win it. I don't think the European team will. So it's yeah. between Argentina and Brazil. I'd rather. Yeah. Especially if like the number of Real Brazil players are Real Madrid yeah. players who I don't like as well. Who do, who do you think is likely to win this? Cause I think it's Brazil or Argentina. Brazil, Argentina. I would have said France, but they've got now five yeah, with ben injury. Yeah, and thigh injury. Brazil also so bad because Camavinga and uh, uh, Chumani are actually brilliant, yeah, superb yeah. young players, and actually yeah. might have been a, a real bonus to them in a way. Yeah. But yeah, the well, it helps the decision making in that regard. The loss of the yeah. loss of Benzema. They're still very strong. Germany is still strong. That's the downside. But never write off the Germans. No, exactly. Always write off the English. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in terms of the England squad, what do you make of that overall? Because um, I won't go through the whole list. I was list glad here, Madison but... was in. I think defensively, yeah, the, the inclusions of like so Cody, Dyer, and Madison, and then um, Maguire were. Yeah. I mean, Maguire doesn't even play for Manu at the moment, so or unless he, unless there's like injuries. So I think Cody's a good good egg, a good egg in a bad basket, really, as far as Everton goes. He's he's played reasonably well, but. It, Limited to a certain amount. I mean, yeah. to be fair, he's, he was talking about how made up his made up he is just to be there, and he, he's Ignor- resigned to not playing anyway. Ignoring the you know the likes of you know kind of our bias. Someone like Dan Byrne, who's surely been brilliant in the best defence in the league, mm. surely is a better option. Playing on form, but I think Southgate's all about the club effort ethos, yeah. isn't he? And I think he's he's got his inner circle of players now. Yeah. Up to a point, he'll stick with. Maguire is the most obvious beacon of that. Um, some interesting ones in there. I mean, people like Sancho missed out. Um, Calvin Phillips is in, but he's not quite fully matched sharp. The question will be whether he can get the best out of the. We're certainly not really firing. Yeah. Who's he going to get the best out of? To kind of like, like to Saka, like to Foden, players he yeah. historically hasn't really got the best out of. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. The whole tournament will be. I know a lot of people are missing it. Andy Bassey went on an absolute raid on our last episode about this and fair yeah, play to him. get a word in, which is quite <laughs> impressive. I mean, it's yeah. very... Keeping us quiet. There's only one or two guests we can remember or had a co-presenter do, but I remember that happened. Yeah, Pete Knight might be one. And Ian, but, uh, Ian Hart's another one. Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we, we very rarely have that situation. Yeah. And, and Neil Atkinson's the other one with the Anfield rap. But, however, you know, all things aside... Um, you know, a lot of people are boycotting it. A lot of people are downgrading their interests. Especially by the number I'm of the times the feed has cut off on this thing. We might be boycotting today as well. Yeah. <laughs> Involuntarily, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to watch games because I don't think... My view on it is, why should I miss out on the football side of it? Yeah. There's still going to be some terrific games. Unfortunately, in, in the sense that you don't want Qatar to have anything positive to say, but there will be some great games, and I don't want to miss out on those. I'm, I think I should be allowed no to enjoy. Been for yeah. five weeks. Yeah, and what we what we, should say, what we should say as well, there are people that boycott it. There's people that are watching some of it less than normal. There's people that will watch it as they normally do, and there's people still going. Albion fans, staunch Albion fans that go with England. Mark Raven, who many will know on all stand chat. He has apparently, I think he's not missing an England game or not a tournament or official game. 
uh, or competitive game since 1990, I think it is. But he's skipping the tournament, apparently, which is fair play. On the other hand, Chris and Janet, friends of ours who are at Seagulls of London, are over at the tournament. Um, they, they're reluctantly going there. They don't particularly want to go to that venue, but they're going to follow England regardless. And fair play, absolutely respect that. I don't have a problem with that, quite honestly, because... You know, they are, they're going to follow England. They're supporting yeah. England. That's all they're doing there. And that's fine. Um, but it's interesting. They've, they've said that they've been over. There was a security check somewhere. There were some friends of the Tottenham fans. Um, their, their scarf, their, their flag was hidden away. But the Tottenham one was, was revealed. And because it had wording on it, admittedly rather offensive wording, Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah. Um, it was confiscated. So that, there's an incident. There's, there's talk of rainbow flags and things like that will definitely get confiscated no, for those people's own safety, to quote. I, I think according any flag to the round. Tottenham Hotspur should be like automatically taken off to be honest. And, and burnt as well, maybe? Yeah, I mean, the people should be burnt, maybe, <laughs> as well. But, <laughs> but joking aside, you know, it's going to be interesting. We want to get their views when they come back from the tournament. They're there potentially for the whole of it pretty much um, and then came back for Charlton yeah <laughs> what, what they did say they'd, they'd be um, Chris has been posting a couple of pictures of things to wind me up about um, propaganda style stuff there it's was, not work though you can there's, tell. there's one I can't remember what it was now it was something about oh we have fabulous World Cup that was a slogan thing but the thing that Peter's frantically now looking for I think was there was a plaque somewhere in one of the public spaces describing uh, Qatar implying that Qatar had won some kind of award for anti-corruption yeah <laughs> which is either a made up thing which they've completely made up or it's a sham award because how the hell can that possibly it would be, quite be relevant they did win the award but it's only because they bribed for it yeah bribed bribe to get the award <laughs> we can't find the exact thing but it said something like um, uh, winning an anti-corruption award yeah. somewhere and he thinks right yeah I mean really really anyway there it's we go it's the most corrupt award of all really isn't it or well, the awarding of the anti-corruption yeah. awards, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, on that matter, we're about to come to kick-off, so we're going to now focus our attentions on the game. We're going to be watching, um, and uh, we'll give you some yeah. feedback a bit later on. I'm going to predict... Well, there's been a rumour that, uh, that Qatar are going to win this 1-0. Yeah, uh, it was it was from a Arab Arabic uh, Arabic account somewhere on Twitter saying it wasn't from even Tony. Seven, yeah, it wasn't though. No. <laughs> With his 267 betting offences or whatever it might be alleged. Um, but we've got we've got um, a report that it might be a one nil win with seven Ecuadorian players bribed seven point four million dollars each. I doubt that's the case, but I wouldn't put it past Qataris, given the nature of some very suspicious results in World Cup tournaments in the past. I'm thinking the what was it the six nil needed to get to a final in 1978. Yeah. Looking at the Korea. Spain and Korea-Italy games. The Italians got so annoyed, but Spain have much more to complain about. Some very suspicious scores there. We also haven't had a host nation losing a, an opening day match in 92 years. That better be uh, the, the, better the whole history. Though. So, should that change? It should do. should do. If it doesn't, I am going to be suspicious. Unless, unless it's just very good goals. They couldn't do anything about them, fair enough. But if there's any goals, and the goals get bigger, and suddenly, like the keeper's got half of the pitch. Yeah. Give me any dodgy refereeing in this regard. I'm putting it on record before we start the match, and I'm, I'm going to be just a little bit cynical it's about Chris that. Chris Kavanagh in charge. <laughs> 
I hope not. Gary Gillett on, on bar. Same as last weekend. Let's let it go, Peter. I'm not still bitter. They might as well be refereeing this. Oh, just as we're yeah. kicking off the car, the, the, the screen has gone. It's, it's an <laughs> involuntary minute silence. Yeah. So here we go. So we'll be giving some feedback later on. I'm going to predict that it's not going to be a, a bribe. This is going to be the first host nation to lose. Yeah. I think Ecuador are a good side. They're underrated. Three nil. Three. I'm, I'm thinking exactly the same. Three nil. Yeah. And um, Fiona, your other half, is nodding in the background. Are you agreeing as well? Yeah, yeah. And Duke, well, I'm saying 3-0. Bloody hell, there's a full house of 3-0. Well, now you know my record for predicting things isn't very good. But there we go. Anyway, the game is underway. We'll be back a bit later on. And we're back. We're back in the room. Ecuador won. <laughs> we, we never left the room, did we? However, it finished 2 0. I put a bet on a 3 0 win yeah. when it was 1 0. And yet, even though we already knew the certain goal in question was disallowed, I'm still pissed off. The goal yeah. in question was disallowed. We said if any funky decisions happened during the game, we would be highly suspicious. Do you know what happened? A funky decision. Within occurred. two minutes. Two minutes in. And yeah, I, I do think Ecuador probably might struggle to qualify now because Senegal and uh, Netherlands will probably beat Qatar by more. Which means they've got to probably go and beat, beat Senegal. And it'll be tough because Senegal are a really good team, even without Mane. So it's going to be tough for them now. Well, they need Senegal or... Um, Netherlands. Netherlands to win and then whoever loses no, Netherlands, I mean, Netherlands are going to win that group there's no yeah. question about that well okay so if they beat Senegal then Ecuador need to beat yeah. Senegal and then it's, it's clear cut yeah. if they don't but then they, yeah the well. difference is going to be a problem yeah anyway what happened was it ended up being a 2-0 win uh, a disallowed goal for yeah. offside or was it offside it was all a bit ambiguous was it a foul who knows what 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 didn't what see. reason FIFA made up for it being like disallowed? I there don't know. There was nothing wrong with yeah. that. Nothing wrong with it. Someone breathed near someone. I, I don't know what it was. It was a, a dreadful decision. And Peter, there's, frankly, a, there's a 92 year history to be kept up of host nations not losing their first game. Who'd have thought it'd be the most corrupt bid that would like to do it? However, Ecuador did score through a penalty. Yellow card given to goalkeeper. Goal scored. Second goal scored later on. Job done. The first host nation to lose. And, and three bright players, probably for the first time ever, appeared in the World Cup team. Yeah. Like Sarmiento came off the bench to have his part in it. And I mean, it's great, wasn't it? I mean, it's part of many, like, missing a few crosses, to be fair. But, yeah. Let's not talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it was great, wasn't it? Just what we wanted. Ecuador and Hovart. Moises has got his, uh, his booking. Regulation. Yeah. And Qatar lost. And Qatar had a load of... Um, a load of fans doing Poznan style stuff and it was all a bit so fake. cheesy and famous. Uh, no, I don't know. So fake. They might be genuine. They looked fans, up what fans should do and they went and did it. It's like kind of like from, you know, from the Poznan and that sort of thing. It's like, it's so pathetic. It's like, it's embarrassing. So you're suggesting they're not Qatari citizens? Well, they might be Qatari citizens, but they've got no football passion, no football knowledge at all. They just kind of like looking up probably online what should be done by football fans what what people like like about football fans and so did the Poznan because that's regarded as being a cool thing to do with football fans they might well be Qatari fans but they've got no idea about content about you or I have about football yeah 
Oh, there it is, yeah. They weren't there at Hereford. They weren't there at, you know, you thought... Of well, I hope not. <laughs> that would have been a bit weird, <laughs> wouldn't it, right? Katori fans in Hereford. Yeah, yeah. Hi, guys. Yeah, we just turned up from the Middle East. We just wanted to get some forced... Yeah, you thought you had a long way to go to get Hereford. depression <laughs> football. But, anyway... Like I just say, I, I've been reading uh, Build a Bonfire. Sadly, amazingly, for the first time. I've never actually read it before this. Really? Yeah, it's taken me a long time to get there. And it, it's helped, helped me a lot after the anger of last week about Villa. So I read back about the shit that we, you know, remind me of the shit that we went through well, and all that. Well, you're angry about Villa, I didn't know, Peter. I thought you calmed down about that. You weren't ranting about it on the way here at all. No, go I, on, go I, on, I, get, I am, get it out of your system. I'm a lot more calm than I was last weekend, to be fair. It was like, we were, we were cheated, but you know, I am a lot more relaxed when I read, you know, you read like about how, you know, those sort of, happened at that time and it's like how can you not be like relaxed about being 7th in the Premier League <laughs> it's not too we were bad, like 12 it? points adrift at the bottom the bottom division heading out of business and heading out of the league and it's like well you know yeah, we're, we're fucking now pissed off about being 7th but we could have been maybe 5th if it had been yeah. well if I may be so uh, pronounced and profound I will say Cappadocia Peter Cappadocia well, you know. It's barely believable that you said that. It's barely believable. Cappadocia is, is a very philosophical way of, of saying I'm having a tin of Cappadocia if beer. It, if any of our uh, listeners are ever in northwest London, north east London sort of thing, north east London, north, north, sort of thing, north, London, north, London. north, north, east London, yeah. Canon, then Canon 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 anywhere around Caledonian Road, come to the Hamilton Brewery. It's exceptionally good beer. They have. We we came here. Some listeners might remember we came after the Tottenham game, which was a very very good day, beating Harry Cunts and uh, you know kind of. Did you say Harry Cunts? Yes, I did. Do. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. Uh, beating Harry Cunt and uh, you know and it's like cheaty colleagues and uh, yeah, generally like pissing them off and then coming here afterwards. And today's been pretty good as well. To be fair, we've had some really good beers. We've seen Qatar lose. It's not seen Qatar lose by the things I hope for. I hope they were about to get them 5 6 nil. but you know, yeah. hopefully the Dutch and, uh, and Senegal will beat them heavily afterwards. Yeah. And it'll be embarrassment for them, kind of like the way, what's happened to them. <laughs> uh, meantime, your dog Duke is being accosted. Yeah, he's, he's been, been very, fasting a lot, hasn't he? He's been fighting a lot. He's been very affectionate with it as well. A very I think I'll let him over. Uh, yeah, unfortunate, yeah. So I, I think he is a future Albion fan. I think you should get him one of those Albion coaches. He's currently a Swansea fan, but yeah, he's a... We, we could train that out of him. And yeah. I am smelling a fragrance that we may or may not be Duke's aroma. <laughs> On that note, I... Which is actually a really good name for a beer. No, it's not. <laughs> no, because no, there's... Do you want to find a Duke's aroma? <laughs> there's associations <laughs> attached to this sort of thing, I have to say, Peter. Anyway... Post-match, 2-0 to Ecuador. Yeah, I mean, they, they were... I mean, Qatar were terrible. I mean, Qatar's keeper, I could have done better than him, probably, to be honest. I would have loved to have seen it. <laughs> I mean, there are keepers of my build. You know, you see what Neville Selfie looks like these days, you know? It's like... I, I think you look like a list... A peak athlete compared with Neville Southall. I see what he looks like. He's a fine figure of 18 men. That's the way I would describe Neville Southall, unfortunately. Fair play to him, though. Uh, however, you know, it's 2-0. We, we move on to tomorrow. A certain team called England amongst those playing. One o'clock kick Yeah, I put my lunch break, long break, lunch break off for yeah. that. I don't know why, but I'm not I'm missing it. I'm catching it all up um, as live later without... I'm going into shutdown. So you're going to message you like, like, like England? Yeah, England near the round six. Message all you want. <laughs> I'm going to ignore all of it. Honestly, I'm militant. I'm very good about that stuff. I can avoid it. 
And then uh, Wales against uh, USA in the evening. We're all cheering USA on, I think, here, aren't we? <laughs> Only to annoy Fiona, though, yeah. <laughs> I, on my predictions are we win 2-0, and I think the other game's going to end at a one draw. Wales and US. Which is only a bit of goal difference sort of thing. Yeah. It is the only group apparently in the world in the group, the World Cup, that's all teams in the top twenty. Yeah, it's just a, Iran's like twentieth in the world. I don't understand how that's possible. Someone's, like, someone's gone up. Iran's in. terrible. They're not I don't understand how they're top twenty someone's in the world. Raised their game since their best the player is like Jahanbach who is was useless for us. Barring Well he was really, except for yeah, there's an overhead goals. kick and a and one goal against Bournemouth. Other than that, he did nothing for us over the time. What did the Womans ever do for us, Peter? <laughs> anyway, there we have it. So I think that pretty much sums up for today. Don't your score tomorrow now, but yeah. a, Oh, no, there, there may be one or two more points we might want to talk about. Let me quickly look at my notes, Peter, while we're chatting. Which is really professional. <laughs> it's very professional. <laughs> I we have a... about our trips coming up. So while you're doing that, we can talk about the fact we've got, like, a trip to Morecambe and... Uh, yes. ...an Akron to coming up. We did Sutton. Which was both of our 86 yeah. out of 92. You went to Peterborough Sports I did, yesterday. Yeah. That was only nice to see, though. FA Trophy game. FA Trophy game. Well, it was, a, it was a good game. It's like they played chess, and so both teams came up from their, the seventh level last year to the sixth year. Peterborough Sports are like seventh, eighth in Conference North, whereas Chesson are like 23rd in Conference South or National League South. Yeah. And it did not show initially because like Peter Sports could have had a penalty on them but then Chesham were two up in ten minutes and were all over them right. and in the end it ended up 3-2 Peter Sports they came back and they got penalty and then got another goal before half time and then second half won it late on so two things to say Isaac Newton number 93 yes. tell me so Isaac Newton was number 10 no three things to tell you from this alright the third thing as well yeah, number one, Isaac Newton played up like, like number ten for Chesson, <laughs> which is epic. I, I mean, cannot get gauge the gravity we, of the situation. Yeah, we were, we were. Oh, you stole my joke there. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry, but you know what it's you like. Stole, you, the, I, the apple doesn't fall yeah, far from the tree. You stole my joke. I stole, <laughs> I'm upset about that. <laughs> go on, go on. So yeah, so yeah, that was uh, yeah. Isaac Newton number ten for the. They also Peterborough Sports brought on a number ninety three. Brilliant. 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 And then Chesham, second half, was singing an equivalent song to Build a Bonfire, which I've never heard any other team sing before. I've never met any team singing. Must be a Brian their fan version, of the ranks. Their version was Build a Bonfire, Build a Bonfire, put the end field on the top, put, I can't remember what other team, the locals were upset with, in the middle, and we'll burn the fucking world. So I've never heard any other team. Enfield on the top? Yeah. This is outrageous. I, I live in Enfield, I'm insulted. I know, exactly. I thought you were, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I've never, I've not heard that any other version of that song of football other than our, our version. But yeah, they were singing that. I know it's something Potter's Bar at one point as well, but it wasn't one of their, they went in the song as well, but they. They yeah. got a lot of attitude. We got the Chesham massive in our end, and there was like about <laughs> ten of them being quite. One of them was being quite homophobic, but it was only him. Everyone else just ignored him at that point, so that was good at least. It yeah. was like he was the only one. Also, we got a little bit of rant about like Warrington against uh, Geyser oh yesterday. God, that was fucking awful. like ridiculous. That was awful. That was like literally. Uh, if those you haven't heard. Warrington playing Geisley. Warrington keeper had his like water bottle in his net, and some. Absolute wanker from Geisley who deserves, frankly, to be shot. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, genuinely deserves to be shot, to be honest. It's like, I don't think there's any other reason you, thing you can put out on it. 
basically swapped it for his piss or something like that in a bottle. And so he, when when the guys when the warrant to keep a drank it and like kind of like piss spit it out, he squirted the rest out of the, the twat who did it. And the referee, being an absolute dickhead as referees often are, sent him off. And it cost them the game because yeah. they ended up with a late winner, didn't they? Yeah. So yeah, so shame on you, the fan who's a dickhead. Shame on the referee who was obviously a complete wanker who didn't understand the whole what was going on. And shame on you guys for letting that person support your club because he is clearly a complete wanker. Can I just say, fair play for ranting, Peter. We haven't had enough ranting in this episode, so I'm glad you got it. We're going to get annoyed about that. (laughs) I was really about to rant about how little (laughs) ranting there was. Oh no, you've done enough. Also, can I just I mentioned a couple of other things. Friend of the show, Steve Ferris, uh, a quote from him, he said, the only other person outside of FIFA who profited from these awards must have been Theo Pafitis, owner of Ryman's and the bulk overseas order of A5 M- brown envelopes with terrible seals. Um, after all, you wouldn't order envelopes where you had to lick them shut. Otherwise, your mouth might be as dry as the Qatari World Cup. I love that quote. Other weekend news, including, well, James Milner milestone. I can't remember what it was. I think he, he went through a, was it a barrier of 600 games or something in the Premier League? Fourth player ever to do that. Gareth Barry, I believe. Six, top, six, yeah. re, six, re, six, I, is I it? I don't know Barry's top, I know it is, yeah. Sunday League Football. I've got, this, I've got this quote, by the way. We talked about Infantino earlier being called a red-headed freckled. Can I just give you this quote from a report from the Football Association? Uh, it is the caution misconduct report from 11v11 football. And I quote you this. Here we go. Uh, three players sent off from the game between uh, Hendon Athletic and Belsize Park Rovers. In, well, that's a high-level game. It's in the Finchley and Golders Green Men's Saturday League Division 1. You're a Finchley man, Peter. Do you know it? I don't know. No. Well, let me tell you about it. Misconduct reports. This is the referee's report. Cautions. Team. Belsize Park Rovers. Player. Jack O'Callaghan. Offence. The player called me a, to quote, specky ginger twat when I did not award him a penalty. Offence number two, same team, player called Sid Lewin. The player stole my glasses from my face and tossed them to his teammate. Offence number three. They were red card offences. They were, they were. Offence number three, Belsize Park Rovers player, Nawab Malik. Offence, the player toward, uh, the player tossed the glasses over my head back to Sid Lewin and played piggy in the middle. Uh, for, this is great. For roughly 30 seconds, singing, Ginger wants his glasses back. It, it was somewhat, somewhat hard to restore discipline and respect after this incident. This is the kind of shit we have to deal with in the real world nowadays. I mean, I, I think maybe the, the, this guy may have, like, seen him at the knob in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> he might have been. Yeah. It does sound like bell size, whatever they were called. We're a bunch of bell-sized dickheads. They, they were well. dickheads, but yeah. also the referee might be a dickhead as well. Do you know why he got this happened to him? 
<laughs> Why can't we do that to a bunch like Chris Kavanagh? Why can't we all live together, Peter? Why can't we do Chris Kavanagh and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, but he's like, cronies? Oh, I, I intend to. Um, other, other bits What's of information. Right. Charlton game. We did mention it, I think, briefly on the last episode. We have got Charlton away in the next Charlton round. Charlton away. Fourth round of the cup. Charlton away. Nick Carabao Cup. We're Charlton fucking, away. we're fucking awful in the League Cup. But we've got through. We've got this stage four three times in a row now, which exactly. is like, literally unheard of. Forest Green Rovers away. I was at the game. Arsenal, we were both at the game. What a result. 3-1. Brilliant. Brilliant. And then we get the easier game on paper. Charlton away. It's the fourth round. A chance for the quarterfinals. Now, can, I, can I just establish that I'm not happy about Charlton away because I regard it as the easy game. I'm literally only happy about Charlton away because it's a local game. I'm genuinely... That's why I'm by I, easy. I can you can stumble to the ground. I completely can imagine us losing the Charlton away. Oh, 100%. We've had, we've we're, had no we're game. We know we've had this. no game for six weeks. We've, we've got them on at Arsenal in the last round. We could easily lose the Charlton next round. It's like, literally... Well, the World Cup might still be going on around there. I was nailed on certainty. We'll fuck it up. Yeah, exactly. But the point is, it's but a good it's just draw. round my corner. When, 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 I, when we lose, I've only got to walk home for ten minutes at most. Yeah. No, no, all of us. There's about a hundred yeah. of us staying at your place. Yeah, well, for a month, aren't we? It's like, yeah, we're staying for Christmas. We're getting, uh, also, pre pre the FA Cup draw, we're getting Charlton away for yeah. that as well. Yeah. So we're all going to stay everywhere. <laughs> Everyone's staying over Christmas. <laughs> Brilliant. Another matter. All clubs are to have an FAB, a fans advisory board. This is a Premier League edit. It came out of, uh, about 10 days ago. Now, who was ahead of the game on this one? Mr. Paul Barber. Hats off to him. I'm not sure I agree with how things have panned out with Fab. However, not in so terms bad. of getting on top of the matter, once again, the Albion yeah. for seeing matters in advance. Get the ball by the horse. Shave seconds off the. Uh, Barber oh. shave seconds off the. Uh, shave days off the other. Absolutely. Thing. Now, Mark Leonard. Mark Leonard, you will know, is. You've got a lot of like, points, haven't you? I have. Who is Mark Leonard, Peter? And be a news player. Oh, yeah, the one, yeah. That's what um, I was thinking, but is he called yeah. Mark? He's doing well. He's doing well. He's on loan at Northampton and is inheriting the tag of the Scots. Mark Leonard, yeah. I, 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 I wonder, I didn't think it was called Mark, anyway. It's yeah. Mark with a C, very French. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he's, in, he's inheriting the tag of the Scottish Pirlo, would you believe? Second in the first, uh, sorry, he's scored in his first Pro League midweek game after recall, being recalled to the Cobblers starting lineup for the home game with Sutton. That, was, the Cobblers. that was a few weeks ago. Brighton are ranked 20th in the 538 Global Power Rankings as at the 13th of October it places BHA ahead of Manchester United who are 22nd and Newcastle and clubs like PSV Roma and Marseille I don't know how it's calculated or indeed how it's perceived but good news is what I said potentially when trying to recruit players from South America and elsewhere according to friend of the show Jack in response to this Jack Phillips, he said, it's calculated by a pitch performance. Basically, it looks at the in-depth analysis of each club, standard of opposition and performance. They work out a rating out of 100 for defence and attack, and then combine that is why they are ahead of those most teams. Essentially, uh, it models... It models if there was one big league for the whole world, we'd be 20th. 
35 eight are a, a reputable um, we, we source relegations of over the world, yeah. world. I would say also but this is important something interesting because I'm not oh, sure pausing the podcast I'm not sure we've ranted in the thing about hang on are we pausing the podcast no we're, okay. we're pausing we're pausing that pausing the conversation right and go ahead we've we really a rant about like um, obviously Chelsea Nicky and I remember a sub of us so what was that? Nicky. A rant about Chelsea Nicky and other staff member of us, yeah. Win Stanley. Oh yeah, well, I think we mentioned it before, but, but he I mean, has now been confirmed as. Yeah, we've, we've mentioned no, it where he's like, I don't know if you mentioned it, but since he's been done, we'll take it in our stride. We've got the algorithms, we've got the owner, we've got the we've got the yeah, love like, you need to see like, through. What, what the fuck is wrong with that club that they're literally only obsessing about a mid-table Premier League club? To a, what is it's like literally they're focusing on us. It's like some sort of like. But yeah, they want to be Champions League. We're never, we're never going to be Champions League. Peter, I've had it before. Uh, I've had. Um, you get all that when you were like, well, like I've had, heading up your I've had league team. Top you level. Get, like, all your people stolen by. Uh, what I was going to say is, no, no, none of that, none of that. But like, as, as a man about town, I've had top level glamorpuses coveting me as a as a mid table nobody, and uh, strangely being attracted to my uh, to my uh, charms. Nobody does. <laughs> we are of course lying here. And it's all going off the rails, so we're going to leave it there. No, but I, I, wanna, I wanna say, I, I genuinely wanna say to that, but, but you, you know, Chelsea just seemed to have like, had to focus on our club as like some sort of like, steely, and I know there's some sort of shit from Paul Barber saying we don't feel we've been m- mugged off like this week, it's like, or whatever it, his words weren't that, but it's like, it's like, fuck off, it's like, why, why are you saying that? Why are you trying to, trying to defend Chelsea on like, on to the media sort of thing? Just don't say anything, just say, I like Paul Barber. We had that good chat to him. On, we had a good chat with him on the pub. We had a good chat to him in London. But why, why go and defend Chelsea? Just don't say anything. Just don't say anything like that. Chelsea are obviously, at, you know, Brighton fans are obviously really pissed off about Chelsea. Why go and like go like, oh yeah, we don't feel like we've been mugged off. We don't feel like we've been like blah blah blah. It's like, well, we have been. We've had most of our staff in terms of the first team. Are like our, you know, kind of one of our, our best players from last year, and are now our like recruitment head, taken by Chelsea. Why would we not feel mugged off by it? It's like it's, yeah. just, it's just no understanding of the fan stuff and that sort of thing. It's like you know, I'm, I'm sure we'd let Chelsea take bottle tops into the ground as well if they wanted to. Oh, controversial! By the way, Paul Barber's on the Albion Raw this week. Uh, interesting, actually, it's worth listening to because he, he he's argued the case on a number of matters. And it is what it is. Which is the quote from the uh, Potter leaving Chel- yeah. for Chelsea. Uh, it's not going well for Grand Potter, is it? No, it's a shame. Are you gutted, Peter? I'm, I'm, I'm heartbroken. Why have you got a look of glee on your face, Sam? Yeah, I just, it's just my natural look. <laughs> well, In the words of Kevin Keegan, I would love it if we finished above them. Love it. They've well, got to go to Middlesbrough. They've got to go to Middlesbrough. And, you know, we'll see how they get on there, you know. <laughs> Except well, they haven't got to Middlesbrough because Middlesbrough are a bottom championship team. We were above and them. the wankers that they are. When, when, he, when he abandoned ships, we were above them. And we are now, too. We'll see how that goes. In the meantime, Ecuador and Hove Albion have got the win today. 2-0. Ecuador! So, that was weird. Soviet. Sobiedzo came off the bench. Didn't really do anything. Didn't really do too much, but he basically misplaced a few crosses. But all three of the Albion players are on the pitch. That's all that matters. And we sign out for this first one. We're going to do one and or the two first more. Time ever that the Albion have had three players on the pitch for one team in a World Cup. Exactly. And the first time ever we've had eight people representing at a tournament. 
By the way, De Gea... Well, even at 98 World Cup. De Gea didn't get called up for the even, Spain squad. Even at 98 World Cup. We didn't have eight people. Do we not have eight players. people at 98 World Cup, really? No. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> really? Uh, yes, it really, yes. I thought yes. we had, like, half of France's team there. No, it's not when West Ham was, went... Was it Mikhail Mahoney-Johnson, not a, uh, a France regular at that point? He and, wasn't, uh, no, no. Damien Ilton. <laughs> like, were they not, like, kind of, like, uh, Glenn is, Thomas? This has gone severely downhill, ladies and gentlemen. I do apologise. <laughs> um, no, no. It, My French accent's beautiful. However, eight players, eight players represented. Yeah, that's amazing, brilliant. Yeah. First time ever. Most of them involved. There should be more. Three, England, three England, out of three so far. Dortmund should be in the Dutch squad. Gross should be in the German squad. And uh, Dunk should be in the England squad. Webster. And Webster arguably as well, yeah. Compared to Maguire and Cody, definitely. Yeah. Maybe not compared to Byrne. Byrne actually, I, I should get in. Okay, final word on England. They're playing tomorrow, as we speak tomorrow. Uh, thoughts on that? Iran, first game, are we we'll going to win? I think we'll win by it. 2-1? Slightly, yeah. It'll, it'll be a, a latest goal that kind of creeps ahead. It won't be a, It'll be a very England under Southgate sort of win. Yeah. Like the last World Cup win, the first game when Harry Kane won it against Morocco. Is it Tunisia or something like in the last yeah, minute? Yeah. yeah, the main thing is we beat Wales, isn't it, Peter? Your other half is Welsh. Yeah, we hate she's, Wales. She's staring at us as we speak. We all hate Wales. Anything, we all hate Wales. Anything you'd like to say, Fiona? Wales win. <laughs> boo! Fucking boo! Boo! <laughs> Fucking boo! Who <laughs> are you? And on that note, we will sign off for this episode. It's been a pleasure. We'll be doing some more over the course of time. We're hoping to get Amir back on, who is an Iranian-born American citizen. What more appropriateness could there be for this World Cup than someone who represents two of our opponents out of three in the group? And then we get Fiona on for the rest of it. Or <laughs> two. Uh, indeed. Uh, so until the next time, folks, uh, we'll sign out. And even though it's not an Albion podcast, we're still going to do it. We're still going to say it. Peter, you start it. Stand or fall. Up the Albion. See you, girls. See you, girls. Sports Social Podcast Network.